0: Are Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. Streaming globally at Twin Cities With
2: SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The body of a child, a little boy, has been pulled from the rubble of a Russian hit on Ukraine. Here's correspondent Charles De La Desmond.
3: Emergency crews retrieved the body of the toddler in a pre-dawn search for survivors of a Russian missile strike that tore through an apartment building in the central Ukrainian city of Rih. The missile was one of 16 that got through air defenses.
2: That's correspondent Charles De La Desmond. Senator Tom Cotton cheering creation of a new House Select Committee on China this week. Many
4: Americans just don't recognize the threat that China poses to them personally, in their daily life, to their privacy and the security of their data, for instance.
2: Senator Cotton spoke this week about pushing for more funding to supply Taiwan with the weapons it may need to stave off a possible invasion by China. He was interviewed by the Salem Radio Network. This is SRN News.
5: Thanks to support from Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge, the FishtwinCities.com is spreading joy all season long.
0: King his last look down on the feast of Stephen.
6: Chestnuts roasting on an open fire.
5: Star of wonder, star of night. Star with beauty bright. Tune in now for the soundtrack of the season, supported by Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Listen in with the free Fish Twin Cities app.
7: Heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451.
1: Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
5: Is it his time?
8: Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. <laughs>
6: Welcome back, second hour, of King Banyan show today. If if you just happen to click the podcast and pick this up, that means I I say that at the beginning of the of a second hour, so that you know this is a continuation of the first hour. and You might want to go back and find that in case you hadn't. If you if you did, I apologize for wasting fifteen seconds of your time. Um, had a couple questions come in to uh, to the studio line 651-289-4477. Uh, and left with uh, Spencer who who 's happy to take that down, I always prefer you to actually come on the air and ask those questions, but in this case would have had to hang on a bit because I did want to play those clips first from from the fed i 'll get back to to the J Powell press conference in just a moment, but I wa- I, this first question that this listener asked is fa- it's fantastic it 's it 's about what I do this is not my day job this is my this is my weekend side hustle. Uh, my day job is I'm dean of the School of Public Affairs here at Saint Cloud State University. And this uh, and this questioner asks uh, graduates in their luck with employment. Are there recruiters in certain majors on campus? Um, the answer right now is our graduates have jobs before they graduate. Almost always. Now, in my little neck of the woods, I am the smallest school within the university. Um, i 've got about thirty five faculty we teach about uh, we teach approximately four hundred undergraduates and graduates as majors plus we 're responsible for a significant part of the uh, liberal education program for all of the other people here at the university because if you want a course in political science, if you want a course in geography or in economics we 're that place we, you know and many of our students will get a course in one or two of those subject areas, just as a matter of course, in their liberal education, or what she, what when I was growing up, we just called Gen Eds, right, um, and so forth. But my students, uh, I have a fair number of students that study to uh, go to work in public administration. That's our signature graduate program. Those students are all placing. Uh, my geography, my my geography students seem to do well. I was talking to one of my students who. Is a planning community development graduate, and she is actually already working as a volunteer coordinator for a decent-sized nonprofit here in the area. Um, Another one, another one who got the MPA yesterday, um, had been one of our part-time students for a a few years. um, Just was appointed as executive director of another nonprofit in the region. Um, So. that's a sector that we've seen do well. Talking to my colleagues in the other schools and colleges, nurses, teachers are in significant demand. There's they, there's shortage in both those areas, as you might guess. And those folks are finding jobs. But the other thing that I'm watching and I'm seeing seeing really uh, great work on, I've seen a ton of recruiting for positions in um, in in just in pretty much all the sciences. The little corner that touches on me is is uh, GIS data analytics uh, um, uh, and and so forth there is there's a ton of work in that area I've had a recruiter up here who works for one of the companies that provides software for sensors that go on on drones on on aerial drones um, and and they're hiring they're hiring like crazy uh, they can't get enough students and this was student was one of our graduates, a university graduates, not one of my programs. But I know our prog- one of our programs in, in the school has sent three people to that, that particular firm as well. So there's some ideas on that. Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for that. Uh, the second question, get, which will let me get back to the j Powell press conferences, is what happens with interest rates? Are they going to actually rise a lot going forward? I don't see that happening. Why? Interest rates reflect a few different things. One of them, of course, being the cost of money, the willingness of people to defer consumption until later. So that might be the time cost of money. It includes the inflation rate. And despite the fact that the headline CPI numbers are running 6 to 7%, people seem willing over a 5-year, 10-year window to accept an interest rate uh, – accept uh, an interest rate that that uh, implies inflation running close to two and a half to three percent. That's very much unlike what happened in the nineteen eighties, where we thought six seven percent inflation might be with us for a decade. It didn't happen, but it took us a, a really two absolutely gut wrenching recessions uh, in nineteen eighty, and then again in late nineteen eighty one and most of nineteen eighty two. I don't see that as being the case here because of one other item. Not only are inflation expectations low, and we'll hear this in one of the one of these responses from, from Jay Powell, um, part of that interest rate calculation also has to do with productivity. I'm willing to pay more for borrowed money as an investor if I think the return I can get is higher. I'm willing to sh- if I've got more room to share – to invest in productive assets, I'm willing to actually pay more in, in you know for loanable funds. But right now, what's the investment did you say what's the investment? What's the technology in which you say any investment I make in this particular area, I know I can generate productivity gains of four, five, six percent. Don't, right? The computer revolution, you know, which some of us think only started, you know, after Pets. dot com went belly up, was around was was going for twenty five years before that. And I mean, sure, it moved from hardware to software. It moved through chips. It you know, it it, it certainly moved around the technology area. And along with all of those, we've had periods where technology falls. So right now, technology is really in a bad, you know, is, there are layoffs there. And I remind people, remember, the technology employment number, the technology employment is not even 10% of the U.S. economy, which means 90% of the economy is employed in some other area. So we should be a little more careful. I mean, we pay a lot of attention to large layoff numbers in technology, but that's not there. But that's not here. But to go back to my point about the 12% interest rates, right now no one would pay 12% interest. No one would pay it as a borrower because there's no investment on which they could return 12%. So I don't see how the interest rates get that high. I don't see them going past Seven, six, seven, eight percent. High enough, I guess, if that's what you want to say. Could I see a treasury rate, a, a 10-year treasury rate in the fives? Yeah, it'd be really, it'd be a bad thing, but it's possible. But do I see it going to eight percent like it was during the times of Paul Volcker? No. No, 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 no. That's that's not a world I foresee. Six five one two eight nine four four seven, seven seven with your questions and comments. If I remember right, Spencer, I believe we're on cut number ten from the J Powell press conference. Let's play that.
4: We've continually expected to make faster progress on inflation than than we have ultimately, and that's why the that's why the uh, the peak rate for this year goes up between this meeting and the September meeting. You see that you see the fact that we've made less progress than expected on inflation, so that's why that goes up. And that's why unemployment goes up because we're having to tighten policy more.
6: Right. So. So he's very clear. Clear. He says, "Look, unemployed. so he's being asked a question about, hey, in those those uh, uh, summary economic projections, the SEP, the the dot plots, right? You now have an unemployment rate that's higher than you said back in September. You now have an inflation, excuse me, a GDP growth rate for 23." which is now at one half of 1% versus the 1.2% you expected just back in September. And he says, yeah, and here's why we didn't think back in September, we were going to have to raise rates this high. The economy isn't cooling as fast as we thought wage increases are not cooling as fast as we thought they would. Um, And, and so for that reason, yeah, we're having to raise rates a little bit faster. Let's play. Let's play again. Cut number eleven.
4: It's not that we don't want wage increases. We want strong wage increases. We we just want them to be at a level that's consistent with two percent inflation. Right now, if you if you put into if you factor in productivity estimates, standard productivity estimates, wages are running you know well above what would be consistent with two percent inflation.
6: And that was a very interesting point. In fact. It because no we don't need to play it again did you hear the word productivity in there wage increases have to be based on you know you you need to compensate to, to for the purchasing power of your workers your workers are not going to work for a smaller real wage they will they will change their behavior they will draw from the labor market or or be less likely to volunteer f- to agree to overtime they'll or if they're crabby, of course we believe that crabby workers are are perhaps less productive. Right? They're they're doing just enough, okay, And this and, and there's been a lot of work writing about this, you know, lie flat or 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 quitting on the job or, 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 or things like that. What they're saying what, what he's saying is if productivity's low, the wage increases you can afford to pay are also low because when we teach you in that principles of economics class we say what does the what, what is the wage represent the wage that a, an employer will offer you should be equal to the value of the marginal production of your uh, the marginal output you produce be that goods or services i'm going to ta- i'm going to look at what another hour of your work provides to the firm i'm going to figure out what the price of that that product is and that tells me then the maximum amount I can pay you in higher wages. If your productivity is flat and we think that, that price increases over the next two to four years are going to be in a 2 to 3% range, wage inflation at 5% is a bad deal because it means, in fact, we're squeezing investment, we're squeezing profits, we're squeezing GDP growth. Eventually, you're going to have a recession because of that. So you want to push on the wage inflation, pull it back to the point where it comes into balance with price, inf- with goods inflation and services inflation. And housing inflation. And so if we think those numbers are running closer to 5%, those numbers are the numbers that need to come back down. And that's the piece that they're look- – that's what he's saying – the only way I can afford to pay 5% wage increases in a world where inflation runs at 3%, let's say, in the next year, would be if I saw productivity gains at 2 or two or more than 2%. We're not seeing that right now. Let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll try to play out the rest of what, what I grabbed from the uh, Jay Powell press conference on Wednesday after rates went up half a percent. Uh, you're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz
5: 1440.
0: Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz
3: 1440 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org.
8: We need your help. Hello, I'm Marianne Kowarski, Director of Pro-Life Across America. In my 30-plus years, I've never seen such a concerted attempt to silence our efforts and at a time when it's most needed. There's a powerful effort to prevent and block our pro-life messages. Our billboards, social media, and digital ads are all impacted. Unplanned pregnancies still happen. Our ads feature a hotline number connecting callers with more than 3,000 pregnancy support centers across America, offering alternatives to abortion, free ultrasound, and Pregnancy help, babies' lives are being saved. The need still exists, it really does. And Pro Life Across America needs your help. To donate, please find us at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Did
9: you know I could suck my thumb before I was born? Yep, we all started small.
6: Welcome back, King Daniels Show. The Biz fourteen forty. We are we are watching uh, and and listening and analyzing uh, the the press conference that uh, basically was the way in which the Federal Reserve tried to and and Jerome Powell, the chair of it, tried to convince financial markets that they're very serious about inflation and that that I think it's fair to say the undercurrent is is that they are trying to convince financial markets that they're not going to their knees will not buckle when the unemployment rate goes above four percent i actually believe that they are they are indifferent to four percent i don't think they're indifferent to five because i think that i as i said before i believe i wish i could go back and find the clip uh but we did it it was months ago when uh janet yellen basically gave the the gave the uh the Federal Reserve permission to let the let the unemployment rate go up as far as five percent uh, before they before they would think there was any re- anything really significantly wrong with what the Federal Reserve was trying to do. She didn't say it that way, but she was very close to that. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. We continue with the press conference. This is cut twelve.
4: I wouldn't see us considering rate cuts until the committee is confident. That inflation is moving down to two percent in a sustained way, so that's that's the that's the test I would articulate. And and you're correct, there there are not rate cuts uh, in in uh, in the SEP for 2023.
6: That was really consequential. Again, everybody at the, every, I believe that most of the market indeed. I was reading uh, I was reading the. Uh, um, uh, this is from the uh, John Malden uh, column this morning that I tweeted to you during the show today using the hashtag PoundKBRS. There is this constant argument that Jerome Powell is somehow going to pause after the next rate hike, then begin to cut rates in the late spring or summer because the economy will soften and inflation will have returned to the tar- Fed's target range. Bottom, bottom line up front, I think this view is completely wrong-headed. And his point is, so does so does uh, uh, Jay Powell, okay? Uh, the median rate, again, for 2023 is 5.1. And that median rate, I need people to understand this. When the Fed is at, when you ask an FOMC person uh, for that 2023 number, they're told to look at what it will be at the end of 2023, not the average for 2023, so 5.1 imp- implies it will be 75 basis points above where it is right now. <laughs> and if you think somehow they're going to overshoot and go all the way up to like near 6% and then come back down to five and a quarter, um, I have some land in Florida, as they used to say. Continue. cut. So what he says is, wait, hang on just a second. What he says is basically there is no rate cut coming. So he's basically telling you we're we're not going to overshoot. We're, we think we're going to go to that five, that 5.0 to five and a quarter, and we're going to stay there. Play cut thirteen, please.
4: Hey, we need to be honest with ourselves that there's, you know, inflation. Twelve month core inflation is six percent CPI. That's three times our two percent uh, target. Now, it's it's good to see progress, but let's just understand we have a long ways to go to get back to price stability.
6: And I've heard people who I really like, I've I've s- several times quoted uh, uh, David Bonson on this show. I think David Bonson's brilliant. But he believes the Fed is, he's one of the ones who's been saying, in essence, that inflation rate's going to come down fast, that, in, that unemployment rate's going to rise, and the Fed's going to buckle in mid-year. Jay Powell just says to him, look, it's going to 6%. Uh, uh, it's going to 6%. <laughs> It's we've been at six percent inflation. It's gonna take some time for that to wind down. We've got a ways to go. Um I just I just I can't see it going any other way. I, I encourage you, I've been during the breaks I've been reading the uh I've been reading uh, uh, Malden's uh, uh essay this morning. It's it's really good. I'll have maybe I wish I had read it before I came on the show. I might have had more to say about it. Uh let's go ahead and continue. This should be cut fourteen.
4: I don't think anyone knows uh, whether we're going to have a recession or not. And if we do, whether it's going to be a deep one or not. It's just it's not knowable.
10: And
6: I I I loved saying it's not knowable. It is. I wish the Fed could express that kind of humility more often. Remembered in this press conference, he said we have time and time again giving you a projection of what we think inflation is going to be, and every time inflation comes in above what we think. So I believe the – so when the Fed is trying to both say we know exactly the – we're telling you exactly the path we think in interest rates are going to go, and then he says a, a recession or not a recession or how how harsh it would be is unknowable, then doesn't that make everything else unknowable? I think the answer to that is Yes. But I think, I think this is the cut where I go. Here's something that he does know. Let's play this cut 15.
4: Changing our inflation goal is just something we're not we're not thinking about. It's not something we're not going to think about. It's we have a two percent inflation goal, and we'll use our tools to get inflation back to two percent. I think this isn't the time to be thinking about that. I mean, there may be a longer run project at some point, uh, but that is not where we are at all. The committee, we're not considering that. We're not going to consider that. Uh, Under any circumstances, we're going to we're going to keep our inflation target at two percent. We're going to use our tools to get inflation back to two percent.
6: Okay, so that he's asked the question about whether or not you would do what's being apparently discussed at both the Bank of England and the ECB, which is to raise the inflation target so that you don't have to ratchet up in interest rates as far as as they are by saying we're going to aim for three percent. And I've been asked this question by a couple people, and it's like, okay, well, you just heard it. Jay Powell says we're not doing it. He gets a little close. He says, I mean, there may be a longer-run project at some point, point." you can almost watch the gears in his head like, whoa, whoa, back away, back away. Don't tell him that it might come someday. No, no, no. But that's not where we are at all. (laughs) We are at all. We're not considering that. We're not going to consider that under any circumstances. Well, what about the longer-run project you just said in the previous sentence? Okay. It was he got a little loose with that answer actually and then then he just and then he hit the reverse and like, No, 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 we're not doing that, we're not doing that. And so whenever I'm asked this question, I say to say the Fed is already challenged in its credibility because it said in twenty one that inflation was transitory, and it stayed with transitory for for what now is apparent, and even Paul has said in so many words We believed it was transitory and it wasn't, and we stuck with that story for longer than we should have. And he's also said now, every time we forecast inflation, we seem to come up a little short of where it's going to, where it lands. That happens time and time and time again. And he's now saying, you know, and he's, he's, and so he doesn't have a whole lot of, you know, he's, They've damaged their credibility. I think I don't think you could say anything other, otherwise. They've damaged their credibility. And now he is, in fact, pulling all the way back to say, to say you know, the one thing that they've had that they could still hold on to is being, this is the commitment we've made and we've never changed this commitment is the 2% target. And and so when I'm asked the question, my answer is always, no, the Fed isn't going to change that because that, that eliminates the last bit of credibility they had. And they know it. And they know it. Last cut from Jay Powell at the press conference on Wednesday, cut 16.
4: We're missing by a lot on the inflation side. So that means we need to really focus on getting inflation under control. And that's what we'll do. I think as the economy heals... The two the two goals come more into into uh, into play, but right now, clearly the focus has to be on getting inflation down.
6: And it's an interesting question here. I have friends that do uh, modeling of the Federal Reserve's, I, the term we use in I, I, term of art we use in monetary economics is their reaction function. How do they react to deviations of inflation or unemployment from their goals? And uh, a, a few people model this as they kind of switch in terms of what weights they place on them. The, the Taylor rule that you've read about so many times makes those weights fixed regardless of how the economy is functioning. There have been people out there who said maybe the weights move. Maybe you put more weight the more you go out there. And how do you represent – maybe you change the weighting rather than just using like some some mechanical m- mechanical formula like a quadratic loss function. Okay. Or some kind, some some mechanical formula like that. Uh, the the engineers here will understand what I mean by a quadratic loss function. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to spend time explaining that. But basically basically it means when you get further away from the target, you actually lean on the on the brakes ever ever harder. There's different ways to model that, um, and the Fed's basically trying to express that to you here. The Fed is not is not completely ignorant of where they are relative to the unemployment target, but right now. All of the weight, all of the add ad factors to what would be a neutral Fed funds rate are coming off that side, off the side of the, off the side of inflation. That's what he's trying to tell you. So that's all the press conference. We're going to talk about the reactions to that press conference right after this. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. <laughs>
1: And it's yours free with one call. Don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement. This little-known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40%. For your free copy of Guarantee Your Retirement by Josh Melberg, call now. Call 800-337-8051. That's 800-337-8051. 800-337-8051.
9: We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced, and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com.
2: Does inflation have you worried? Maybe have an appliance or two on life support or dated ones that need to be renewed before the holidays. Don't worry, Appliance Renew has your back. Hey, it's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We have a large inventory of brand-new name-brand scratch-and-ding appliances at 20 to 50% off. Appliance Renew is your peace-of-mind solution in these crazy economic times. We have over 250 brand-new scratch-and-ding appliances from LG, Whirlpool, GE, Maytag, Frigidaire, and more. Just waiting for you in our Farmington showroom. All appliances are brand new with a little ding or two. We thoroughly inspect and test everything, and we stand behind our appliances with a complete one-year warranty. Whether you're looking for washers, dryers, stoves, refrigerators, dishwashers, ovens, or more, you'll find it at Appliance Renew in downtown Farmington. Stop by today or search for Appliance Renew online. Saving money is worth the drive when a little ding doesn't mean a thing at Appliance Renew.
6: Again. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. Beyond
5: control.
6: Don't listen to them enough. Uh, every time I hear it, it's like, why don't I listen to them more? Uh, it's so true of all, all kinds of music. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. 4477 the number to call with questions or comments. So I listened to the entire press conference. I've watched it now all the way through twice and watch the uh and watch certain segments of it uh two or three times including that one that one i i I wish i could play video for you uh just for just for when he talks about raising it to three raising the uh, target to three percent there are lots of folks that think we need to do that the argument of course is we need somehow to make the cost of all that deficit spending that was done in 2020 and 2021 we need to reduce that impact because otherwise that the cost of serving that debt will be just too high so we have to basically inflate it away um and, and and there's some truth to that there's there's something to that i don't have time to discuss it today but i went out and grabbed clip when i finished i said so there are two people we should play because I'm sure they've been asked to comment since Wednesday. Uh, one of them you hear, and you, both of them you hear regularly on the show because they've been critical of the Fed. And it's interesting to me that they've kind of gone in different directions in the last four weeks or so with uh, Larry Summers actually sounding a little more uh, positive about what the Fed has been doing and Mohamed el uh um being a little less positive, indeed, still like you know, well, they haven't fixed the problem; that the problem is still there. I I think they're closer than than I'm making it sound like. I think, I think Summers is trying to accentuate. Well, they seem to be moving in the right direction, whereas is saying they've got a long way to go. And both of those things can be true, right? You could be you could be moving toward a goal that's still far away. So I think what we should – so let me, let me uh, play for you first. This was last night on Wall Street Week on Bloomberg. This was Larry Summers commenting on what it was that, uh, what it was that the Fed did this week. So let's play that
1: clip, please. Uh, but I think Powell is – the chairman is in about the right place. He's recognizing that we can't forecast the economy with precision – He's recognizing that it would be a terrible error if we were to fail to stop inflation in this episode. He's rejecting the talk about this being a moment to change the uh, inflation target. And he's maintaining a substantial uh, flexibility with uh, respect to the future. I think that is broadly uh, the right place for him to be. And I I have to agree with it. I I came
6: away from that press conference saying, well, okay, he understands the problem. The problem is that the markets and even fairly sharp uh, uh, monetary economists, academics, are saying – well, maybe we need to change the change that target rate to three percent from two percent, and and God bless him, Jay Powell got up to, to got up to the podium, and brought a bunch of buckets of cold water and threw them at the audience, um, and said, "Nope, that is not what we're doing," because that would destroy whatever remaining credibility we have, and I think he understands. I agree with I agree with Professor Summers about this. I think he understands that that their credibility has been shaken uh, in the you know on inflation their credibility vis-a-vis supporting financial markets um, that 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 got up and left town years ago okay it's pretty clear that when the financial markets are in trouble the fed runs to the rescue and 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 does whatever it needs to do to keep them there and it, and that will include this episode uh, uh, as i said in our our quarterly business report review um, and I, that I mentioned in the first hour today. I was asked a question about the financial market. I said, look, right now the Federal Reserve has doubled down on quantitative tightening. We have never ha- – I mean, we're already at a point where the rise in interest rates that we've had in this period has done in about 40% of the length of time as 2004 to 2006 – Raised interest rates as far as they went then, Four, you know, it, they we're now 4.25% above, 4.25% on rates higher than we, were, than we were at the beginning of the year. It took over two years to do that in the 2004 to 2006 cycle, and we remember what happened after 2006. We ended up with a great financial crisis. I don't think you should be deluded by deluded in thinking that that can't happen again. It can happen again. I think if it turns out that the only thing that gets broken by by the Fed rapidly raising interest rates is the crypto market, I think we should count ourselves as lucky. I thoroughly expect 23 to include some major financial crisis moment and a test for central bankers everywhere. Something's going to break in the next year. I it's partly gut and it's partly history. There's never been a raise in rates this far or this fast that hasn't broken something. And if crypto if, if FTX and Binance are the only things they break, whew, that wouldn't be bad at all. But I'm worried that there might be more. And that is my, one of my biggest worries for 23. On the other hand, Mohamed el Arian also interviewed, uh, I believe, on Bloomberg. Um, no, I take that back. This was on, uh, this was on PBS NewsHour. Um, so he's talking to a non-finance audience, per se. And he's, he's asked about, about what the Fed's actions as well. Let's play the first of these two cuts. This is Mohamed el Arian from Allianz uh, Finance and from Queens College, president of the college there. Cut one.
10: I think they've realized that they are late. They have taken their peak rate up to 5.1%. So they're telling us they're going to do another 75 basis points. And what's more striking, Jeff, is when they met three months ago and provided the, us their projection, not a single Fed official thought we would need to go above 5%. Today, just three months later, seventeen out of nineteen believe we should go above five percent, and it just shows you that they're playing catch up.
6: Well, it does that, but it also, I think, and this is perhaps where maybe a close reading of the of the of the uh, of the transcript of the FOMC would have helped President Al-Arian. Um And he's an academic president. I have to refer to him as President Elarion. I think it would have helped him to understand. To help to understand that the Fed is in the room. The Fed is in the room making this in the room making this uh, forecast, and they're changing their numbers as they sit around each other. And so, there's a whole lot, particularly on that short-term number. There's a whole lot to me of herd mentality. Okay, when you see consensus forecasts and you see people getting closer and closer to the date that a forecast for say GDP or for employment net net farm pay, non-farm payrolls gets put out, the forecasts that are perhaps, you know, 10 yards apart move back to 1 foot apart by the time you get to that point. And so that consensus that 17 of 19, I want to know what they thought going into the room cuz now it turns out that's the what they thought just before they left the room. And I think that's different. I think that's a, very, that's a very different number than actually what I had thought up to that moment. I did not realize the time at which they write that down. Let me, let's me let play the second cut. This is Mohamed el Arian on PBS uh, earlier this week. But if we do fall
10: into it, Jeff, it's very hard to assert that it will be short and shallow. Those who are saying it will be short and shallow with confidence are falling into the same trap as they did with transitory inflation trying to make bad news good news so i tell you we're going to recession say oh don't worry it's short and shallow we don't know and we've got to be very careful but the major issue now is to avoid going into recession two things
6: first we should avoid going to recession of course we should try to avoid going into a recession that that's almost a meaningless statement of course, we should try to avoid going into a recession. The Fed has made a case for why they think they could, they could uh, have avoided a recession. But but Paul used the phrase: "The runway for that is more narrow than it was before." So there's and, and there's pretty much a nod to say, you know, I'm not looking at. Inflation, I'm still focused on inflation. I'm not really concerned about that. When you think about that reaction function I mentioned at the end of the last segment, um, you adjust the, uh, the, the, the Fed funds rate based on the distance between unemployment and what you think the natural rate of unemployment is. We don't have a good feel for what the Fed thinks the natural rate of unemployment is. It's very possible that the three and a half, three, three to three quarters rate that we've had is below what they think in the long run the unemployment rate should be. And if you look at the, uh, and if you look at the uh, statement of economic projections uh, uh, for for the Fed right now, and you look at what they think the unemployment rate in the long run will be, it's centered around four percent. So it going to four percent is actually a sign that you're getting back to normal. It's not, it's not a bad thing. And if they went to four and if and they expect it to go to four six, four six, and four five, those are certainly fine. But in twenty three and twenty four, only only a couple of the nineteen thought that the that it would get out beyond five percent, and only one forecast that the unemployment rate in twenty twenty four would be five percent. <clears throat> Dollars to Donuts says that's Jim Bullard, by the way. Uh, we'll be back right after this with one last segment of of the King Banyan Show here on The Biz 1440.
7: Yeah, buddy, that's his own yeah. The little faggot got his own jet and plane. The little faggot, he's a million, a million. The Biz
0: 1440, KYCR Golden Valley
8: Santa, Santa, something terrible is happening Ho, 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 Rudolph,
0: calm down, tell me what's going on
8: I just overheard Mrs. Claus talking
0: Yes?
8: She said that she's getting a new Santa what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Rudolph,
0: I know all about it. Mrs. Claus is getting a new Santa Fe from Invergrove Hyundai. What's a Santa Fe? Oh, Santa Fe is Hyundai's most advanced SUV. Jam-packed with safety and technology features. And its spacious five passenger interior is like the Claus family room on wheels.
11: Does this mean we won't have to take her in the sleigh to Pilates class every Tuesday? That's right. Oh ho, ho, ho! Every new Hyundai like the Santa Fe comes with. America's best warranty. 10 year 100,000 mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. You deserve a great car buying experience and that's what you'll get at Invergrove Hyundai. Online at InvergroveHyundai.com InvergroveHyundai.com And they're reindeer
9: recommended. Thousands of young people
10: are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl.
2: Never take a pill unless it comes from your pharmacist. We lost my 18 year old son who had a Very bright future ahead of him, and it was stolen.
10: Just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill. Visit OnePillKilled.org.
4: OnePillKilled.org.
10: OnePillKilled.org
4: to learn more. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand? And it's all free. Visit My3Quotes online. That's My3Quotes
0: sightseeing in ferris at the mall
4: in bloomington
0: or on horseback in dallas we're where you are listen to the biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free odyssey app
6: well that's likely what i'm going to do later today unbelievably pretty outside i don't think i've ever lived in in all the time i've lived in minnesota i don't think i've spent five days in a row where you've had snow in the trees and it just stays there which means we've had very very little wind um and, so those of you who were trying to make sure your house stayed warm because of wind power how's that working out for you today um probably not very well uh there's um it, but it's it's a gorgeous time to be here, uh, and um, we're getting ready. Our uh, our daughter has uh, returned back to the states. Uh, uh, She's spent uh, the first of a, a first year of a uh, a, a three year commitment to our planned commitment to uh, a postdoctoral study over in Europe. We are we are uh, excited to uh, have her back for Christmas time. Our our grandson will be visiting with us. Uh, we are just. We're so happy to have that, and I hope you are as well. I let me wrap up today's show um, with a little little economic observation, uh, and a little bit of uh, a little bit of sort of the hope of the season um, observation as well. Um, I just reading uh, Peter Buchvar's uh, uh, report, his summary, his summary, his succinct summation of the week's events. Uh, and he lists them as positive and negative. And certainly certainly, the inflation data was a positive, but one of the negatives of the week and one of the reasons why you've seen GDP numbers begin to decline, of uh, forecast for quarter four begin to decline some, not negative, but coming back, pulling back down toward a 1% to 2% read versus a 3%, 4 5% read, has been uh, retail sales. Um, So I'm just going to read this directly from Peter's Peter's summation. Core retail sales in November missed estimates with a two-tenths of percent fall month over month versus the expectation of up one-tenth. Also, October revised down by two-tenths. The breadth of sales was pretty weak as they fell in autos, furniture, electronics, building materials, clothing, sporting goods, department stores, and even online retailing. The only area seeing a gain from October was for bars and restaurants, health and personal care, and food and beverages. This emphasizes for and end quote. This emphasizes for me what I think is is happening right what has been happening for a few months, something I've been trying to emphasize. In the in the press conference, Jay Powell went through all this talking about goods and about core and breaking core into three pieces which is core goods outside of housing, housing and then and then then services inflation, core services inflation. And that and that we've rotated, where core goods inflation is in fact in decline. Core housing inflation housing inflation, which I understand all the arguments and, and they're correct, that we mismeasure housing house price inflation in, in, in the CPI. And I believe even in PC, because of the way we we average in the imputation of various changes in 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 home prices from actual sales, changes in lease rates, and so forth. Okay, it's it, the measurement of that is lousy. There isn't much better. There's there's really nothing better out there because if there was something better out there, we probably would be using it, but we're not. Okay, um, so. So we're not, we're not able to focus on that. But then the other part is services. And I know Powell spends a lot of time talking about wage inflation. I want to turn to the other piece because I think that's what's happening right now, which is which it's something I've emphasized, which is people are still wishing to spend time together. Thursday night, I had actually thought I was going to be doing our commencement Thursday night. Because of the snow, Wednesday evening, we announced we were going to move my commencement exercise from my school from Thursday to Friday, based on, based on the forecasts that are out there. My wife had tickets to a show and was going to go to dinner with friends first. We did not anticipate that I – and I had told her, told her after looking at the commencement schedule – I can't make it. I've got to do commencement. It's not unu- it's not unusual. The, the holiday seasons are always tough on on academics because you know we do finals and we do commencement. And next week, while while you folks are starting to get everything ready for your Christmas holiday, most of our faculty are going to be grading papers and trying to post exams. Post, excuse me, uh, uh, course grades for the semester. Um, frequently it would be the 22nd or 23rd before i was ready to actually pivot to thinking actually about about the holiday season most of our faculty are like that one of the things i can say is is that 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 so anyway i got to go out instead because all of a sudden i was free thursday night i go to a a, a local bar a local bar restaurant in downtown st cloud right on 5th avenue and i have and i go in and it's thursday night there's a this decent amount of snow on the ground. And while it wasn't packed, the restaurant was doing a brisk business. We had a nice time there. And then we went two doors down to a little theater that in a very old building, in, also on Fifth Avenue, uh, a little a, a little theater that's there that seats about 120, 130 people to hear a show, uh, uh, an a cappella group. There were about 100 people in the audience. And I looked around, and I'm like, so all this snow, all this morning and that, these people showed up anyway. Um, and, and I thought, this is really interesting. And I'm looking around, and, and it's almost like a party for 100 people. Everyone's walking around talking to everybody else. Some of them like, oh, I haven't seen you for a while. What's going on here? What's going on there? Okay. You, I, everyone, have been dying for human connection which we've lost during the pandemic. And you can raise prices 10%. You can raise prices 20%. But that need for human connection, we're mad that it costs us so much, but we're going to do it anyway. We're going to go out and do it. And that inflation is still going to be with us going forward. But it's not something to be mad about. It's something to actually be happy about. It means that we still want to be with our fellow humans. And I hope during this Christmas season, even if it's costing you a little bit extra, you're able to enjoy that season. You're able to get out and be with other people and enjoy enjoy the, the, the fellowship that comes during a holiday season as you celebrate the, uh, the birth of Christ. Thank you for listening. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Thank you, Spencer. Merry Christmas to you as well. And we'll see you in two weeks here for the New Year's episode of King Banging Show on The Biz.
8: Numbness, tingling, weakness, pain in the legs and feet, loss of balance. If you are suffering with neuropathy, we've got a natural solution for you. Hey, it's Dr. Kim Tran with Minnesota Integrative Health and Chiropractic located in Ridgefield off 494 and 35W. We're here to provide you with another solution Outside of those medication shots and surgeries that you've already tried. Like many of my patients, you're probably still suffering, if not even more. If this is crippling your life, where you can no longer go out and spend time with your friends or family, or if you worry about whether you can even walk around your neighborhood, call us now to figure out what we can do differently for you. We take a holistic approach to all aspects of what's going on with your body and your health in order to reverse your neuropathy naturally. Stop suffering and call us today at 612-545-5672 or just go to drkimtran.com. That's drkimtran.com.
11: Hey, everybody. It's Charlie Kirk here. There's a war for our country's soul that is waging right now. And we here at TPUSA Faith are ready to equip and encourage Christians around this nation to stand for biblical truth and to turn the tide of our nation. As we approach the end of 2022, I want to let you know about an opportunity. A generous friend has stepped up to offer $75,000 match. That means your year-end gift to TPUSA Faith will be doubled dollar for dollar. Meeting this match in fall will enable TPUSA Faith to finish this year on strong financial footing, ready to advance the biblical values of faith and freedom in 2023. Would you help defend faith and freedom now with a tax-deductible donation to TPUSA Faith? When you do, your gift will help generations of Americans to defend their freedoms and shine the light of Christ into our increasingly dark nation. Thank you, friends, for your partnership and standing firm for the soul of our great nation.
5: Hi, this is Tim O from the Kingdom Builders Roofers. You know, we've had an incredible year, probably one of our busiest, and it's been awesome to meet countless Salem radio listeners in our travels across the greater metro area. We've had the opportunity to help many of you with your insurance claims after the hailstorms that came through our area. But unlike some roofing contractors, we work on more than just hail damage roofs. We're happy to help you with any concerns you have with your roofing, gutters, and siding. In fact, we continue to get requests for no-obligation roof and gutter inspections to the point that we're now scheduling roofs for the first thing in the spring. When weather is warming and the shingles will seal down better. So, if you still have concerns or questions about your roof, or you suspect you might have had some hail damage occur this year, it's never too late. Let us know how we can help. Look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com or call our office at 612-900-9166 and we'll get someone out there to take a look. After all, we're not salesmen, we're just great roofers. The Biz 1440.